All right, you guys, welcome back to Shut Up and Talk. I'm Jess. I'm Alex. And today we're going to be discussing graduation, the future, choosing a dream career over a stable career, and the abundance of stress, uncertainty, and shame that comes along with it. Now, when we decided we wanted to do this topic, I knew that me and you had a lot of experiences and stories based on our own situations with what we're pursuing as careers and things people have said to us. But I knew I had to reach out to an expert. My roommate from freshman year of college dropped out her junior year to pursue her dreams and had more experience dealing with critics than anyone I know. She's traveled extensively, went after her passion, and is an expert at saying fuck you to anyone trying to stand in her way. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to our very first guest, the incredible Miss Alexis Malaise. Oh my god, that was a fucking intro. Wow. You're like stress, anxiety. Okay, let me, I know the perfect person. Let me call up Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm honored that you guys are having me. And I definitely feel like this is a topic that we can all talk about. So that is freaking amazing. Yes, I did drop out at the end of my sophomore year and definitely faced some criticism. So I'm more than excited to talk about that, actually. <laughs> Yeah. So do you want to tell everyone just a little bit about like what exactly was the process of you deciding you wanted to drop out? And then obviously the kind of feedback you received from people around you when you announced it. Yeah. So I actually didn't have intentions originally on dropping out. It was like my second year in college and I was just kind of reaching a point in my life where I was like, where do I go from here? I knew that I didn't want to be in Akron. I knew that I didn't necessarily even like my major, but at that point dropping out wasn't anything that I had like mentally prepared for. Mm -hmm. So I was like, at that point I was ready to just study abroad. That was like the original plan was I was like, okay, I'll study abroad. Then I can at least like travel. It will be a new experience, but I'm still like in school. I'm still like following the path that I've been put on. But you know, long story short, there ended up being so many problems with studying abroad that it got to a point that I was like, I can't do this anymore, but I still want to go to Europe. And I was like, okay, I need to be a little more creative and figure out a way that I can do all the things that I want to do and not hate my life. And that eventually mm -hmm. just got me to the point of, I realized that all of my problems were just like tunneled in on being in college. Mm -hmm. And the moment that I came to that epiphany, like nothing was the same ever since. And I just remember calling my friends and I was like, this is it. I, I don't think I can stay here anymore. I really don't think that I can stay here. I didn't even have a plan. I just knew I could not be there anymore. And that was really that. Then I called like everyone that I knew. And I was like, I'm dropping out. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> It's oh so crazy too, like you saying you wanted to travel abroad because that was a way to do the things that you wanted to do, but still society would be like, oh, she's in college still. Like you'd be doing the same exact thing, except you wanted to find a way to do it in a, a socially acceptable way for the people around you to like have it be well received. Yes. Like, oh, go to Europe and, and, you know, get drunk every night, have fun. But, you know, if you're in college and you're there, that's totally fine. But if you mm -hmm. just want to go to go, oh my God, like you're totally like not doing it the right way, which makes no sense. But that is so true. 
it's like that safety net of having college like in your back pocket you kind of can do whatever you want because you can just say that you're a college student and then suddenly all your decisions are okay (laughs) exactly I feel like that's why it's so stressful graduating too because it's like oh before I was doing the same like shit but I was telling people I'm a college student when they asked like what I was doing so there's your answer like I'm in college and they're like oh okay makes sense but then like as soon as you graduate you lose that entire like safety net like you said of just having this excuse for why your shit's not in order (laughs) absolutely absolutely that's why no one knows what they're doing when they graduate because this whole time they've been like under this comfort and this blanket of using like college to kind of like have that fun experience and go out and you know do whatever they want because at the end of the day they're a college student and they don't have to worry about anything until they get the degree and then suddenly that comes to an end Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree entirely with what you said i mean i'm in this awkward spot myself where i i finished school but i just have one class to finish so you're not in college but you're not fully an adult you're not there quite yet so you're already expected to do all these adult things. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm literally not ready. I mean, like there's so much anxiety right now. Cause you're just, I'm still finishing, but I'm not done yet. And then I'm done yet. So I get it. And when you were saying about going abroad and in college, I did the study abroad thing, my junior year of college, I went to Scotland and again, I agree. Like I've met kids who are just, you know, staying in hostels, jumping around. I'm like, that's so cool. And I'm like, are you guys in school? Whatever. And they're like, no, we're just traveling. Like, that's so cool. But, you know, it was okay that I was hopping around because I was still in college. So I get that. So it was really weird where you could go to pubs and drinks and, you know, all these things, but you're just like, I'm a college kid. And they're like, oh, okay. But then you see kids who are just hopping around and they're like, they got to get their shit together. And they're like, no they're okay they're living their best life yeah I think that needs to be more widely accepted like if I'm not gonna get a job after I graduate that's fine that's okay if I'm gonna take a gap year or two while I work and figure my shit out that's fine too so I think there's a lot that needs to be more talked openly and being more acceptable accepted in everything that we do and it's not and it sucks Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is, this is something I talked to my therapist about, but when I was telling her, (laughs) I was telling her about how, like, I wanted to take this gap year. I didn't know what I was doing yet. I didn't think I was going to figure out anytime soon. And we were kind of like going back and forth talking about it. And through talking to her, I realized I felt so guilty about taking a gap year to even work towards like grad school and stuff. But I kept I kept using working towards grad school as almost an excuse for why it was okay that I was taking this gap year that I wanted to just travel and like see my friends and from Erie for the last time before I move away for good. And like, just kind of realizing like we're so programmed by society to constantly have to be working towards something that you feel so guilty for saying, you know what, I just want to take a gap year to fucking hang out. And like, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have car payments. I don't have loans. Like, I just want to take this one year before I have all these responsibilities to travel and like do whatever I want before it's too late and I'm grown up. But it seems like everyone around me right now is like so 
rushed and wanting to be established and buy a house and get married. And I'm like, why, why do we have to do this all so soon? Why can't we just chill for a second? No, that is so true. And it actually did get me thinking um, off of like your first podcast when you were saying that like now taking gap years, taking a semester off, like even waiting a year to go to college is starting to become a little bit more normal now that, you know, classes are online. And it really makes you wonder, like so many people are deciding to not, you know, be in college right now because everything is online and you're not getting the college experience that it really starts to make you think, are you going to college because you have to go to college? That's what your degree is. That's what you want to be a lawyer. You want to be a doctor, a teacher, or are you going because you want the experience? Because suddenly the experience is taken out of the equation and no one really wants to be in college anymore. <laughs> so what is it about college that you're drawn to in the first place? You know, it's really honestly crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's, it's something that I'm glad it's more widely accepted now that taking a gap year, not doing anything, you know, taking that year, maybe after you graduate to work a little or work a lot, who cares? You know, I think in the end of the day, doing what makes you happy, it's all that should matter. If it means taking a year off, take the year off. If it means working, you know, for two years, work for two years. I mean, in UK, when I was over there in the UK, everybody was my age, but a year younger because they all took gap years. I'm like, that's smart because middle of what I was studying, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I was not kidding. In the middle of my five years of college, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I was like, I'm in too deep. So I had to finish, but, but I like what I do. I liked what I studied. I, I would never change it for the world. It's just, I don't know what I'm going to do with it now. I don't know. So I am also, like Jess said, I'm taking a gap year as well. And I did use it as like an, not an excuse, but a reason to figure out what I'm doing from when I graduate to grad school. And honestly, I don't even know if I'll go to grad school. No idea. And I'm becoming okay with the idea of not going to grad school because in the moment, shit's hit the roof. I don't know. So, you know, I'm I like want to travel. I want to go places and see places and do things. Literally, we're 23 years old or in our 20s. I don't need a stable job right now. I need one financially. Don't need one (laughs) mentally. So, you know, I've been thinking just like, you know what? I'm just going to pack my bags and move because I'm 23. I'm going to have the rest of my life to pay for things, take care of people, work, I'm young. I'm going to do what young people do. Oh my God, Alex, I have so many things to respond to (laughs) in that. First off, completely agree on like everything you said. And also same with me, like recently I've kind of realized why has grad school been like the only route in my mind? And it is because it's like this excuse for not knowing like, oh, well, maybe I'll go to grad school. Like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm graduating. But like, yeah, recently I've just been thinking about it. Like that is not the only route to take. So I'm kind of in the same boat with you on that. My only thing that I would disagree with you on is that gap years have become more acceptable because I think I thought that I was like, oh, that's normal, right? Like people are used to that by now until I started telling people I was taking a gap year. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yes. Yes. When I realized, oh, I guess it's um, not as acceptable as I thought. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just the people around me, professors, 
literally everyone is so concerned, so worried about my financial situation when prior to that, you know, I thought no one really is concerned about my bank account. It's not their lives. (laughs) Turns out people are very concerned about my bank account and my job and my future. Um, So a a quick little story I'd like to tell you guys. Please. The other day I was like super stressed out as I have been for the past like month, just because graduation is literally a couple months away. And I was so stressed out all day, but I was like, okay, tonight, like I get to go have fun with my friend, like just go out drinking. It'll be cool. So while I'm there, I tell her like, oh, by the way, like, I think that I'm staying in Akron another year. Cause originally I was going to move home for my gap year. And now I just, I don't think I can go back and like live with my parents and do like my high school job. I just think I like have grown more into myself in Akron and I'd rather like ride that out until I find somewhere else. But anyways, so I told her this, I was excited to tell her, you know, I'll be in the area for another year. And she starts asking like, well, where are you going to work? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'll probably either get a part-time or full-time job just somewhere downtown. Like, I've been working, like, helping out a couple places with videos and acting for them and event planning. So, like, you know, I kind of have my foot in the door a couple different places. I don't know. And she goes, oh, well, what is that, like, minimum wage? And I was like, no, I don't think so. I'm sure it's not, like, a lot. Like, it's not a salary job, but I don't think it's minimum wage. She pulls out her phone, pulls up the calculator app types in okay so let's assume it is minimum wage that's 8.5 now times that by 40 hours a week and now times that by 52 weeks in a year oof looks like you're only going to be making 17,000 a year Yikes. what can you Why would believe anybody that? do that who says that after i was stressed all day just wanted a fun night and she literally calculated how much I would be making a year if I worked minimum wage. Why would anybody feel entitled to do that? That that's is none of their fun. concern at all. No. Do you have a no. problem with the minimum wage? Okay, let's raise it. Let's while we're on that subject, let's raise it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. I have a problem with that number two. <laughs> Dude, I could not believe it. I literally, I stayed out like the rest of the night because obviously like we had plans or whatever. So I I wrote it out the rest Uh of the night. I came home, called my parents sobbing because like, it's just like the reason I get stressed out is because it's my worst nightmare that like people think I'm unsuccessful or people think I'm lazy or people think, you know what I mean? Like people's expectations obviously mean a lot to everyone, even if like we try to act like they don't. So like, I was just so fucking angry too, because it's my life. Like, are you working that job? Is that your yearly income? No. So why, why are you so concerned about it? People's warranted opinions. The moment you try and deviate from what is expected, it will come more than you want it to. People will be more than willing to share how much of a mistake they think you're making. Yes. Yes. I have a lot of experience with that. Yes. I actually want to share a few comments that Please. I was told. Please. So yeah. Um, when I first started telling people that I was leaving school, I didn't actually say like dropping out. This is when I was like, I was like very much assured in my decision, but I was still lenient to like fully be like, yeah, 
fuck that. I left school. I dropped out. I'm a dropout. Like I kind of like kind of be like, yeah, I'm, I'm currently not in school. Just like try and make it sound like as, as you know, least bad as possible. Yeah. Um, but I had people tell me because originally when I first dropped out, my plan was to go to Europe and then live in Chicago. And I had someone literally tell me to my face, wow, I'm going to read about you being on the streets of Chicago homeless with no job and nothing to do. And I was like, thanks for that. Um, that's oh. not what's going to happen, but I appreciate your insight and your unwarranted opinions on my life. And what are you doing with yours? Hmm? Literally. Yeah. It, it was wasn't probably even a, a fucking frat boy. A businessman. It was a man. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> of course, it was a man giving, again, opinions we don't give a shit about. Like Literally. Yeah. I had people tell me, um, you know, once you leave, you're never going to come back. All right. And that, that's the point. I don't want to come back. Ideally, that yes, I, thank you. I don't, I don't want to come back. I don't want to return to college. And, you know, for me, the backlash that I faced, a lot of it was like nonverbal. A lot of people, it were like walking around eggshells with me. Like I could very much sense that their entire aura was like, this girl is making the biggest mistake of her life. Mm. This girl is like so stupid. They didn't have to come right out and say it. It was just the way that I, the look on their faces when I would like talk about my plans, you know, instead of coming out the jump, being excited about it, it was 21 questions. Well, how are you going to do this? Where's the money for that? You know, I appreciate the concern, but I think- if anyone is keeping track of the finances and the planning, I it's going to fall for me. Um, yeah, I feel like the Chicago comment was the worst, though. Yeah, I would say so. I definitely left the scar. That I was like, okay, so I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some extra motivation there. Oh, my God. Right, right. Really, Ugh. it is. That's messed up. I don't appreciate those. No. Yeah, absolutely. Because like it wasn't, I feel like, I mean, there were people that obviously like dropped out before, but before like COVID, that whole concept was like way more like stigmatized. Mm -hmm. It still is. It absolutely still is. But like if you dropped out of college, there's also this pressure and this expectation that, oh, well, if you drop out, you have to know exactly what you're going to do. And I want to be able to follow your life and see what you're doing that you had to leave college for. So there's all this pressure to like be successful and have everything figured out when people in college don't have shit figured out. They're just, they're a college student. Therefore like, okay, I'm not going to ask you questions because you're in college, you're doing what you're supposed to do. But in reality, they don't know anything either. Oh my God. Yes. Um, the pressure thing, totally. Like if you're not taking the traditional route, you better fucking end up in Hollywood because other than that, you're a failure basically. And kind of like going off of that too, what never makes sense to me. So like I had told one of my friends, the story about what happened with the calculations that went on the night before. Mm -hmm. And his response was like, well, yeah, like when people are making a lot of money, like Sometimes they feel like that superiority over other people, like, oh, well, I have a full-time job lined up and I'm going to be making this much money per year, blah, blah. And like, I agree with that for sure. But at the same time, it makes no sense to me because I could join an insurance company and sell people insurance and sit at a desk and make 80K a year. Anyone could like just apply to the job. It doesn't, 
You don't have to do anything special to get that job. So that's what doesn't make sense to me is like people shit on you because they make more than you when I could make more money than you doing some random desk job somewhere. Like that's not hard. So like, that's what doesn't make sense to me is like, why do you get to feel superior about money when anyone could get like a good paying full-time job? It's the fact that some people like us don't want to settle for some shitty full-time job that we're going to be fucking miserable at the rest of our lives. And we'd rather struggle a little bit and like work a little harder to actually do what we love to do every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that like pressure when they do ask, you know, what is your plan? How are you going to make money? It's like, I don't know. And that's okay. Because I don't have to bend over backwards to give you an explanation about my life that doesn't concern you at all. Absolutely at all. And yeah, especially with jobs and finances, it's really no one else's business Mm -hmm. what I plan to do. But what I'm not going to do is have a shitty job that I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Dude, I've started getting like so snippy with people too. Like I, like everyone around me, I'm not kidding. Like everyone around me is constantly asking me where, when's your full-time job? What are you, are you applying to places? Blah, blah. (laughs) And my, my now response is, Hey, what do I need money for? I live in a <laughs> college apartment. I have hardly any loans. I own my car. I don't have credit card debt. Like, I'm sorry that you have a shit ton of loans from college and a car and credit card debt. I don't have that. So like, why don't you fix your own financial problem that you need a full-time mm-hmm. job for? Cause I don't need it. Like I don't have payments to make. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you're in debt, but like, I'm just fine. Yeah. Going off of that. I mean, I was the unfortunate who did have a lot of loans, but here's my thing is that even though I have a lot of loans, I am, it's really weird. I'm in a weird situation where I make like in my job enough to cover my loans and I don't own a car and I'm, believe me, I don't need a car. I could live very happily without one. It's not make or break for me, but to have like all these loans and like people like, how are you going to pay them? I'm like, homie, they've been paid every month on time, even before they've been paid. So worry about yourself. I'm covering my loans. They're fine. And honestly, if like, I have a crappy job, I'll admit, I don't like it. It covers the loans, whatever. At this moment, I'm trying to pay off as much as I can so that I could go and do what I want. Because again, I'm not sitting behind a desk job doing shit work for crap pay and being miserable for the rest of my life. I don't need that. And Again, we're like the gap year thing. I took, not many people know this, but a couple of people, I had, I took a semester off. I did. I came back from studying abroad and I took a semester off and I was so petrified on telling anybody in my hometown because I was still like junior. I would still talk to my friends from home. I was petrified of any of them finding out that I took a semester off. I was so scared. I was like, no one can see that I'm here. No one can know like nothing. I'm like, don't say anything, nothing. And now I'm a lot older. I'm like, who gave a flying crap? I got my degree. I worked a little harder. Took me an extra year, have a degree. I wrote a, you know, an undergraduate dissertation. I have more now than if I would have, you know, freaked out of them knowing I'm better off now. So, I mean, again, like the whole just unwanted opinions. It's like, chill I know what I'm doing like if I need this time off it's because I need the time off it's not because I might come back I did go back to school but I might not I went but again like it does it's not your concern I went back 
I finished school, but I was so petrified. So it is very like taboo at that moment where like, I did not want anybody to know. Like I was so scared. Now everybody knows. I completely (laughs) understand that. And the reality is there's no right or wrong way to do literally anything, Mm -hmm. anything at all. I did the same thing. Like when I first dropped out, I grinded. I was working 40 hour weeks to be able to afford to go to Europe. And I had so many people, you know, asking me what I was doing. And I was like, I'm just living. Like, I really don't have a plan. I don't know where I'm staying two days from now. Like I have no plan. I'm, I'm literally living and I'm working, I'm doing whatever I need to do. And there's nothing wrong or right about how anyone decides to like, choose that course, whether they want to go to college, want to drop out, you know, that's up to like someone's personal like opinions on that. And not everyone has to go to college. And the people that do go to college, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like you have to do what's best for you and what genuinely is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what I don't understand is like, just if I, if I was coming to you and being like, oh my gosh, like I don't have a full-time job. I need your help. Like, I don't know what to do then you can give your opinion on why I should get a full-time job at this place or this place or this place. But like, if I am not coming to you, then I'm pretty sure I've thought it through and I have a plan and like, and I'll stand up for that plan to people. And they'll still, they'll keep going. Like with the, the person that did the calculations, I said like, you know, I don't, I don't need more than $17,000 a year. Like, what do I need that for? And also I'm not staying in Akron. This is one year that I'm taking to figure my shit out and get my life in order. And then I'm out. So like, why would I lock myself down to a full-time job in the Akron area? If I'm literally just dipping after like. Right. And especially <laughs> since they're going to be famous. So it's kind of like, right. I ain't staying here. No. I'm not. no, like you guys can watch me on TV and it'll feel like I'm in Akron, but in fact, I will be in Hollywood. <laughs> right. Right. I love your confidence, Jess. Yeah, you have to start manifesting it somehow. Uh, Yeah. Speak it into existence. For real. Honestly, that's like my thing with grad school too, Alex, is like, I kind of forgot that like just applying to jobs was an option. And so literally I've been applying to like all these different big studios because I saw the like this girl I know from my high school, she didn't go to grad school. She just got a job with Lionsgate for like some shit. And I'm like, I'm qualified. I've done media. Like, (laughs) I feel like it is just like, you kind of, without knowing it, you kind of just say to yourself like, oh, well, I could never get that job without going to grad school or doing these things. But when you actually look at people who are getting these jobs, like there's people who go for it and people who apply. And like, I, my thing too, is I always think about, you know, a hundred people could be more qualified than you, but they might look at that application and think, oh, I'm never going to get that. I'm not going to bother. And if you're the one person who is like, yeah, I'll apply, then maybe you're the only one that's the most qualified. And then all of a sudden you got the job because no one else thought they could get it. So like, yeah, that's the other thing too, is just people are so skeptical, but at the same time, I feel like there are so many opportunities if you just like look into it further. Well, something that I've like actually always thought of, and I don't know if this is like, you know, slithering of me or anything like that, but you can like lie, like- I was thinking like in an interview, like, you know, I went to Akron for two years, but it's a four-year school. I don't technically have an associate's degree. I don't, you know what I mean? I could say that I do though. And I was thinking about this too. If I actually said that I graduated from the University of Akron, 
I don't know that they would ask to see a physical copy of my degree. I, I truly don't think that they would. And I just wonder how many interviews you could get away with kind of bullshitting the entire thing. And me just speaking that I went to Akron, not even specifying that I graduated, just putting it on my resume and they might not even ask to see literally anything and you would just roll with it. It's not technically like lying per se. It's kind of, you know, getting your way in there, getting your foot in the door. Stretching the truth a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried it, but you never know. Dude, I yeah, I feel like a degree from Harvard, they'd be like, let me see the receipts. But from Akron, they're like, <laughs> okay, that's basically not even a legit degree in the first place. So like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're like, I don't need to see proof because I know you wouldn't willingly choose that yep. school unless there was proof. Like, like yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Literally. Literally. Oh my God. This that's episode so just shits on Akron. Like... <laughs> That's every episode. <laughs> no, it is true oh though. I don't know. I feel like everyone lies on like not even lies, but just like for me, even like technically I'm on a TV show. Is it a university TV show? Yes. But when they have the little skills button that says TV production experience, you best believe I'm clicking it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're milking the shit out of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. You better be frothing the shit out of the fact that you were in a TV show. Every Do not I specify anything else. No, no, no. Oh my god, I love nope. that. And too, we have like we submit things to the Emmys because they are regional Emmys. Like you get regional awards for stuff. So technically, I have had two works submitted to the Emmys. Am I going to specify it's the regional Emmys? Fuck no, I'm not. That's the goddamn no. Emmys right there. <laughs> oh, I am obsessed with that. That's a really good That's awesome. Right? Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> really? Dude, right? That's awesome. <laughs> now, if you drop out of college, you can just say that, like, you're potentially, like, an Emmy like nomination you already submitted Emmys you know <laughs> exactly literally because like yeah so they submitted them and they haven't gotten back to us with like the formal nominations list yet but like if we're nominated then obviously like we'll go to the awards and stuff but yeah if like they take the submissions which they're gonna take like some of the submissions from ZTV we just don't know if it's from our TV show or a different one but like then I literally will be like Emmy nominated it's it's still the Emmys that run it. It's just like, you know, the branch that's like regional, but not as far as any of these applications are concerned. Yeah. That is amazing. That's honestly, I had no idea, but I honestly, that's awesome. You'd really have to move to LA after that. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. You can't stay in, you can't stay in Crackrin. Right. No. Literally signs up in an apartment immediately, moves out to LA. Oh, you know. You know I will. Oh my goodness. Alexis. So we've been talking for quite some time, but like in your story, we have literally only reached the point of you dropping out. So (laughs) if you want to just talk a little bit about what you did immediately after dropping out. Okay. Let me go back to that point in my life that I blocked out and blacked out. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, when I immediately dropped out, I spent the entire summer and that next fall working which was like a weird like point in my life, having all of my friends go back to college. And I kind of like stayed back in my hometown and I was like working. 
And that was when like everyone, anytime I would post anything that showed that I was in Buffalo, like my hometown, like people were like, oh, you know, why aren't you in college, yada, yada. And I kind of had to come clean that I dropped out and left. But I had at this point, nothing to show. I, I was just working at like my restaurant as a server. And so obviously I felt a certain way from that because I wanted to prove so badly that I had something lined up and, you know, set for me, but I had nothing yet until I saved up enough money, worked enough to go to Europe. I went to Europe for a month and a half, not really like any plan. I kind of went like up and down Italy. I went to Prague, like just kind of like had a really good time with no expectations. Mm -hmm. Then I came back and I moved to Chicago and then COVID happened, which kind of threw off like my entire like dropping out of college plan. Because the original plan was to go to Europe, then fully move to Chicago and start my singing career. Mm -hmm. I only had two months in Chicago and then I had to move back home because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So then I spent like the majority of that time just at home in quarantine, like grieving the loss of what Chicago I thought would have been when actually yeah. it was just like a really like depressing time of my life. Cause like I was supposed to be moving to this exciting new big city in reality. I had like literally no money, a job that I hated and didn't even sing ever because I was so fucking sad all the time. And then we fast forward to this past summer that I literally stumbled. I somehow managed to like cheat the entire system. And at the peak of like quarantine, like and like COVID, like summer of 2020, I managed to get a job on an island in California. And I moved out to the island and just had the best experience of my fucking life. Okay. Like in the midst of everything. Yes. Okay. I hang on. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> First question, just rewinding a tiny bit. What did you, what was like the job you worked in Chicago? And then like, were were your roommates like aware that you were going to leave like once COVID happened or like, was there like a falling out there? Did it kind of just fizzle out? Right. Okay. So I actually moved to Chicago with my best friend who's still my best friend and she was going to school in Chicago and she had her other friend. So it was us three living together. And I worked at like an upscale Mexican restaurant downtown and nothing against the restaurant nothing. I just hated it. I remember I took the train to work every day and I would just like my heart would be racing and like my hands would be shaking and like I didn't realize till later that I'm like oh my god I'm having anxiety every time I go to work because I don't want to be here and it stresses yeah. me out <laughs> um but when everything happened with COVID like all of us wanted to go home we were all from like western New York area and this was when like the rumors were circulating of like state shutdowns and you won't be able to get back if you yeah. leave. And so we were all like, oh my God, we don't want to be stuck here with, you know, no way to pay rent or no way to get food. So we were all like, let's find a way to just like go home back to our families. We were all still paying rent, even though I was living back home in Buffalo. Mm. So I was like paying like $750 a month, even though I did not live there. Yeah. So I was like trying to grieve the loss of Chicago while literally still being financially tied to it and not being able to like make any huge other pans because like I had $750 I had to pay every month. Right. So that was, you know, there was no falling out with my roommates. We all like collectively came to the agreement that we weren't going to continue the lease when it was up essentially. Because at okay. that point I then knew that I wanted to kind of go somewhere different I didn't want to return back to Chicago after that kind of left like a bad taste like in my mouth I was like 
Mm -hmm. I need to go somewhere else. So then I ended up on an island. So do you think COVID so cool. was kind of like a blessing then that you got out of that situation that you might not have gotten out of otherwise? Yes. And for the longest time, I felt really like guilty feeling that way mm -hmm. because obviously like it's really hard on so many people. And I felt so guilty at first, like having this experience that like literally was and still is like the best experience of my life. But it, it wasn't like, I didn't do anything. It just happened. I literally stumbled across like the job and decided to take it. And I was still working. I was working like 41, 42 hours a week. I just mm -hmm. also happened to be on an island in California and like mm -hmm. meeting amazing people. <laughs> so, you know, it was, yeah, I definitely did like feel that way. And it's taken me like a long time to just realize that I, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to like feel like that was an amazing time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Sure. what did you do on this island because it sounds like I need to sign up for it no like you literally should I I literally randomly stumbled across this website called Coolworks at like one in the morning and basically it's this website that sets you up with jobs and like you live where you work kind of so rolling through and all the, the headline of it was um live and work on Catalina Island California and I was like what what I'm down and I read the description and it was working at like the ice cream shop and housing is provided it's we still had to pay a chunk of the rent but it just came right out of our paycheck um you, you worked at the local ice cream shop and you are barista and you get to live on the island and you get minimum wage and tips which is like 1250 or something in California mm -hmm. and so at that point I was I was sold I've never applied to something faster <gasps> in my life I was like typing as if my life depended on and I was like I emailed the woman I literally left a message I submitted an app and sent an additional email that I was like I am so interested please like let's get this interview process going on I told no one about this job I did not want to say anything until I had an interview and after my interview with the girl I was like I this is my job I have it I just kept saying that like I am going I'm going three days later I got like the job offer booked my ticket a week later like no hesitation I was like I am going I don't give a shit about anything else I need to get out of here and I, I'm gonna have a job you know what I mean I wasn't going in blind I was going in blind but like <laughs> I, I, I had, I had a place to live yeah. and I had a job. with the job yeah right working as like on an ice cream shop like what like that's literally insane Okay, what did sounds what awesome. did your parents say when you told them? Like, were you just like, hey, I'm gonna dip out for a couple of months and go down to this island. Is that cool with you? They were actually like really cool with it because I feel I feel like Europe kind of like, you know, I told them, hey, I'm gonna go travel um to Europe by myself and stay in hostels. And you know, the time difference is gonna be a big deal, but you're just gonna have to deal with it. So like now they're like, okay, well, you know, at least she's in California. <laughs> she's in this country yeah <laughs> like, they're used to at it that now. point they, you know yeah they knew that and I had already moved to Chicago like at this point it was almost like where's she gonna go now you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? so it, they were they were really excited for me obviously they were like you send us pictures you know what I mean and it ended up being like like I said like one of the best experiences I was on the island from like August to October I believe what was the turnover from the time you got the job to when you had to be there? Like how long did you have to prepare for it? When I got there, I think I had like one or two days that I was like filling out paperwork, getting adjusted, meeting my roommates. And then I, mm -hmm. I worked right away. 
like the work was like actually like a lot. Like I would work like eight hour, nine hour shifts and I'd be working like overtime every week. And it was like, you know, I'm not going to say that it was hard work. It was just, it was busy all the fucking time. I Mm -hmm. was like on my feet speaking to people for eight hours. There was no break really ever. Mm-hmm. obviously it was worth it because I would get off my shift and I would get to literally do whatever on an island yeah but like but yeah. when you had the call with her when you were still in Buffalo and she was like okay you got the job how long did you have after that also like before you had to literally pack up and like get there oh I I said I'm ready to go immediately <laughs> I, was ready to go. <laughs> I was like I'll be there in a week <laughs> I mean, she, she, she said like, ideally, like, you know, as soon as possible, I think the timeline that she gave me, was like within like two to three weeks. Oh, wow. I applied in the summer. They needed people in the summer. So like, I did not want anyone to take this job from me. I was like, I will book a flight as soon as possible. And I will get on that ferry and I will come to the Island. And there is no questions about that. And that's what happened. That's literally what happened. That's so cool. Oh my God. What were you feeling like during the traveling process? Were you scared? You didn't know who you were living with or anything? No, I was so nervous, but in the best way. I just remember like thinking like, I was like, I don't want to have any expectations out. My only thing that I remember saying is, I hope like I have one nice coworker. Like I had no idea how old the people would be. I had no idea about anything. I didn't know if I would have like roommates in my actual room or just like within my like suite or like my condo. Mm-hmm. And like that first night I met my roommates, we ended up like drinking and, you know, hanging out on the beach. And we met like our coworkers. And like not after that, like literally from the get go, it was like out of a movie. And everything after that was just the plot continuing, continuing, continuing. Then we made friends with the locals. We went to like the backside of the island. There were like 15 of us girls. And like, we just had like, we like became friends with the locals and we just had like the summer of our lives essentially on this little rock in the Pacific ocean. Oh my that's God. So cool. oh, that's it's so cool. It's so cool. I like kind of hate you a little bit just because seeing the pictures, <laughs> I was like, it looks like a movie. And now you're saying you're like, yeah, no, it was, it was like a movie. And I'm like, damn, I kind of <laughs> hate you for that shit. <laughs> No, like, like not to be an asshole about it, but like it was like, it literally like what I, I, every day I like woke up and my walk to work was like literally looking at like the beach. Like it was something I couldn't have even like dreamt in my wildest dreams. Like I'm so grateful that I had that experience. Like we all too, like all the girls, like collectively we agreed. We're like, we're on some sort of reality Love Island TV show. Like Mm. this shit doesn't just like happen. Like this wasn't the real world. Like there was drama, there was fights, there was laughing, love, like hookups. It was like unreal <laughs> oh my god seeing your pictures i was like I she's fucking it. living outer banks she's living outer banks this is so unfair that's she's fucking it living it no that's what it was the locals were literally like we were like pogues we were the working class <laughs> but like after work <laughs> after work we would we would like literally sneak into the private beach like that's where like the coops would go you know what i mean and we would yeah. like sneak in at night like we were literally pogues <laughs> 
I can't. Oh my God. It's so funny too. Cause I'm pretty sure we texted that summer and we're like, oh my God, Outer Banks. We want our lives to be like Outer Banks, like all this stuff. And I, was, I, was, I was texting you about like the guy I was talking to at the time, who's now my boyfriend, but I was like, he's like four wheelers and his friends have boats. And like, I'm going to have such a poke summer. And then you're like, oh, like, why don't you wait? I'm about to one up your ass. <laughs> I'm like, uh, not to be a bitch about it, but I'm going to go move to an island and just completely like overshine that entire idea. <laughs> Literally though. So oh my God. It's incredible like, though. Like, like I am going like you on cool works on work away. Like if you are ever looking for an opportunity like that, there's so many in Puerto Rico and Miami in California, like San Diego, like everything is out there for you. I just got super lucky that I happened to be like the right place, apply at the right time. And they were looking for people because actually that job, they normally don't take people from the US. Like it's normally like an exchange thing. Like <gasps> normally they have people from the UK. So they've never even really had people from the US. So this was like a weird year for them. So it was like, everything was like literally just like, fate that I happened to like be able to get that job and like go there and everyone that was there happened to be so fucking cool yeah that's that's awesome yeah I like I was I'm a big 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 believer not in the past but I am now of um like if it's meant to be it'll happen so I mean there's just instances in life where you just can't explain it you just there's no explanation to them except you were supposed to be there and that the life took you that way or universe or whoever you believe in, like it took you that way. And that's honestly, that's how I'm living my life right now. And I think like your experiences, I'm like, wow, you were, it sounds like you were really meant to be there because how else do you describe coming across a random website? You don't even know right. if it's real or not. They could have been like some weird ass sex trafficking site or something. And then like, Hey, let's move to an Island. And again, like, it's just, it worked. Like, how do you explain any of that? And it's just, you just reinforced that what I believe in. So thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> it was fate. Like that entire thing made me believe that for sure, because it could have been like something that I was like miserable yeah. and it ended up being something like amazing. Yeah. So it could have that leap of faith. Or it could have gone the whole entirely wrong direction. Like, Right. And don't get me wrong. Like there were things about the Island that like, I didn't like, and I definitely got like Island fever. I remember like me and my friends were just like, Holy fuck. I want to step into a target right now and buy everything. <laughs> like there was like, it's a small Island. Like there's one drugstore, there's one grocery store. There's no, there's really not cars. There's only a few cars because everyone just drives golf carts. There, it's like a 30 year wait list to even get a car on the Island. Oh. There's not really like a gas station. There's like two pumps. Like <laughs> it's like really, really small. And especially once you get involved with like the locals, you are going to realize just how small the island is. Mm, yeah. Um, one thing I want to say just real quick, like I feel like for people listening, it's easy to be like, oh my God, like she got so lucky and like it worked out so well and whatever. But I feel like it's important to also touch on like, you just, you take risks. That's like how you live your life. But also like you, you moved to Chicago cause it's a big city and it seems like it's gonna be so fun. And you were really miserable. And then like, you know, you did the next thing you did the next thing, but then like, like just taking risks in general is like so important because it's not all going to work out. Like 
you know, for me, I love New York city. If I move there, I could probably fucking hate it and be really depressed there. But like, it's just important to keep taking risks because then something incredible is going to happen. But like, I just felt like it was important to say like, you know, you really didn't just stumble upon it. Like you worked your ass off to like, keep looking for new opportunities. And like, you were bound to find a great one eventually. Mm -hmm. Wow. I agree. That's true though. That is true. Like, I, I think it comes down to, to like a gut feeling. Like I knew deep down that it was something I wanted to do. And I think the, you know, the more intuitive that you are to listening to what you truly want, the easier it'll be like to make decisions moving forward. That's why like now that I'm back home in Buffalo, you know, I thought that I was going to be back in California in January. That was my plan. And now I'm like probably going to be here to like May or June. And I'm not going to force anything and like hurt myself financially or do anything that's like irresponsible. Like I take risks for sure, but I, I do have like a calculated way that I take risks. Mm -hmm. I don't like dive into the deep end without like any sort of like thinking about it. You know what I mean? But definitely taking risks. Like I feel like eight to nine times out of 10, it ends up working out. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's just yeah. crazy. And like, it is crazy too. Cause like people can look at that and be like, oh, like she doesn't have a full-time job or whatever. But when you actually calculate the hours you've probably worked at these jobs that are really like manual labor, like a lot of serving jobs, a lot of jobs at like an ice cream shop barista, like that's you're on your feet. You're busting your ass day in, day out for eight to 12 hour shifts. So like, that's just another thing is like a lot of times those people are working way harder than people with full-time jobs. Yeah, I did like feel because obviously like you don't get to see everything that I did on the island. Like I didn't really advertise that I was working overtime every week because like I just wanted to show like when I was with my friends and having a fun time and you know, without knowing that full picture, I'm sure that it appeared that I was just like, fuck COVID. I'm going to go to California and like do whatever and like drink. But like the reality was like, we were on an Island. There was no leaving the Island. Like, and you just had to work the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I, I also agree with what you get the, the, the risks, but also take them count, you know, be smart about it, but also don't be afraid to do like to take it. If you know, it's, you know, if you're going to be okay, you have the money to do it, you know, you've taken all the factors into consideration, whatever. And then you're there, you're ready. Just take it. I mean, that's honestly a big thing that what people miss out on. And I think that's where a lot of people start to get jealous is because of, or insecure of their own selves. It's like, well, like they took it, but like, then they start, I don't know. I'm trying to get to my point here. So it's like, when I went abroad, like, this is what I'd say. It's like, I went abroad. I, I took two years to plan that trip, two years to go for six months. And I had, you know, everything in line. And then I went there and everyone's like, how are you going to pay for it? How are you getting it around? And I'm like, I got it under control. You're just jealous or jelly that I took it and you didn't. You went to school too. You had all the opportunities to take it. You didn't do it. So again, and I think that goes back into like our overall, what we started with where, you know, people say like, like, again, like taking the gap year, like who cares if I can take it, I'll take it. And again, maybe you just jealous that you didn't take it and that's fine. But you know, don't put off of how you feel onto others because bro, relax. Like, I mean, I want to go teach abroad, you know, English because I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to land in Europe and that's all it is. And again, do I know how I'm going to pay for it? 
No, it's my business. Yes, butt out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So you giving me your feedback, it's not helping. Like I don't listen to you anyway. So just save your breath, keep it to yourself. And again, like if you can take the risk to do it, just don't take it willy nilly. Cause sometimes it works. Sometimes the majority of times it doesn't work. So it's my thought to it. Yeah. No. But. Oh my God. Like that's what I don't understand either is that people are so like, so concerned with money or whatever, but it seems like people are prioritizing that over having like real life experiences where you feel like the joy and the excitement of doing something new and meeting new people. And like, just, I don't understand how people could prioritize like money and stability over like having those experiences. And I think you're completely right. Like Alexis, I'm sure you've had this experience. Like people see you posting those pictures on the Island and they're like, damn, like, that's so cool. I can't believe she's doing that. Like, why does she get to do that when I'm in college? And like, and so then they're coming to you and being like, oh, like, what are you doing on that island? Like, I, oh, you're working a minimum wage job. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, I just got an internship with so-and-so. So it's just like this projecting of these insecurities and these regrets for not taking the risks other people took and then trying to knock people down so that you feel better about yourself. And it's so annoying. Amen. I've had Thank people- you. <laughs> reach out to my friends not even me like people text my friends and be like hey like what's Alexis doing by the way I'm like fan behavior fan <laughs> behavior we got a fan yes <laughs> Want an autograph? oh my god like, why? like it makes me like laugh because I'm not like interested in it. like the fact that someone's so interested in what I'm doing like, thank you. I don't know what I did to deserve all of the time you spend thinking about what I do, but I don't know what I did to deserve that. You know, like didn't even ask me, like they will go to my friends. Cause people like, she was just, it looks a certain way. And I haven't, I haven't put any like music out there. Like I haven't actually done what I've like dropped out of college to do yet. <laughs> It'll come. I just have not done it yet. <laughs> yeah. No, but like you were making a joke, but like genuinely those are fans. Like, like not even kidding. Those are people who are so like enamored by your life and like obsessed with what you're doing that they need to know. They're like, cause they think it's cool. Like they're never going to admit it, but they think it's fucking cool. And they're curious, you know, like they're going to put it off. Like, Oh, like what's Alexis doing, you know, being like snobby about it, but deep down they genuinely probably are fans and they are like just jealous. Yeah. I think it's jealous too. I mean, this is something like I applaud you really. I really do, Alexis, for all the risks you took and to be able to put all of those nasty comments, like throw them away because what you really have are some really interesting stories. And honestly, I don't think by living inside the lines, you would have those. And honestly, that's awesome. That really is. It's, it takes a guts to do what you did. So I do applaud you because it's hard to not listen to other people or to let those other comments affect you. And it does eventually, it does hit you and it hurts. But again, you have to think, put yourself first and say, I'm happy. So screw all of you. So honestly, I applaud you. It's awesome what you did. And I'm, I'm waiting to hear your music. So <laughs> get on it. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I do also feel like I, we just have to say, like, I very much like recognize the privilege that it is to even have the option to like leave college to to go to college in the first place like mm -hmm. is a privilege let alone like leaving it and having to not like fear that 
I will be successful is like a really big privilege to have. And I, and I just, I don't take that lightly. And I just want to like, put that out there that like, Mm -hmm. we definitely like collectively all know how like privileged we are to be able to take a gap year, to be sitting here and even having this conversation is like a huge privilege. But you know, if you do, if you are able to leave school, if you're thinking about it, not go to school, if you're thinking about it, if you can find a way to make it work, if that is in your heart of hearts, what you want, I would really encourage doing that. Thank you.